What's up, what's up, Hello. what's up? Hey, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke, folks. Hey, folks. It is episode 28, 29, sorry, 29, yes. yeah, 29 of the Messy Truth yeah. podcast. We are 29, yes, definitely 29. This is Mar. I'm coming to you from Montreal. This is Nisha, coming from Kanakahage and down south. Hazar from New York City, guys. Woo-hoo. All right, folks, we are back this week, and we have a really cool Top 10 episode. It is another Top 10 episode going down today. It is our Top 10 TV shows. In the last 10 years. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Oh, okay. I did lines <laughs> like that. Oh my god. I feel it's like my you fault. should be like DJ Khaled and another one because you and said another, uh, another top ten. No, no, my we're god. not. We're not going on the uh, on the decade limit. Unfortunately, it's just oh. it is what it is. It's fine. Don't worry. Then we're gonna it. have to do a part two because I did within the last twelve years, and now that's I feel fine. like that's, that's okay. That's all right. It's, Before it's we bad. get started, I just want to um, let people who are listening to us, the listeners who are in Quebec, I want to let you know, if you're in Montreal, you're familiar with the newspaper publication called Cult Montreal, Cult MTL. And they actually have the 2022 survey going on right now. So what we would like, please go to cultmtl.com, go to the website, click on the link to participate in that survey. And please Vote for Messy Truths podcast as your favorite Woo! podcast. It is your favorite. So just let cool. people know. Shout out to yeah. my girl, Elle Lorraine, who is the editor of that cult, uh, Montreal Magazine. We are high school friends. Oh, cool. And she hey. is the one whose cat and the finger. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, the cat that was oh. penetrated. Okay. The, I got it. The intimate. These things are haram, Miranda. What, what can't in talk the about butt? things tonight. I am not practicing Ramadan. You are. Yeah, but you're giving me impure, giving me impure thoughts. Like, what is that? With the cat? Uh, No, but come on, girl. (laughs) No, but there should be no impure thoughts there at all. That's disgusting. I'm gonna go play (laughs) after this. Uh, No, but uh, Ramadan Mubarak to those of us who are practicing, even if you're not practicing Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. It's a time of reflection and to count your blessings. So you don't need to be Muslim to be thankful. Um, but you will be hearing clean version podcasts of Nisha during the month <laughs> of April. Nisha's Nisha suspending the potty mouth for the time being. All right. Oh. So how this is going to work is the way that we always do it with all of our top 10 shows. It'll be numbers 10 to 6 and then 5 to 1. I didn't put them in order either. That's okay. No problem. Um, if you'd like, I will. I can go first. Or since you don't want to be the middle child, because we already agreed that Azar would go last. So if you oh, want to okay. go first, you I can, swear, Listeners, I be missing all the messages. They just make these decisions. This is an <laughs> oligarchy. And I just come on. I'm like, okay. Okay, so I'll start with my bottom. Your 10 numbers, 10 to 6. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't have them in any order. So I don't That's have okay. an order. But I want to start with one honorable mention, and I'm sure it's on Mars' list as well. It's Bob Hart's, Hart's Abby Shola. This is a show that <laughs> oh Mar, Mar actually introduced me to. So just set the scene here, folks. 
this white middle middle aged man from Detroit who sells socks has a heart attack, and he ends up hooking up with this hardcore Nigerian nurse, and their families have to come together. This premise alone is hilarious. So yeah. hilarious that my in-laws watch it in Japan with my husband because they speak Hausa, uh, which is one of the languages that are spoken in both Nigeria and in Ghana. But this show really gets a laugh out of me. And it's really hard for me to laugh at shows. I often don't laugh. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's all good. But Bob Hart's Abby Shola, I really look forward to it because they deal with some really interesting stereotypes between you know, Africans and coming to America and the concept of working hard. Mm-hmm. So shout out. I think Chuck Lore is one of the writers, right, Mar? Chuck Lore and Gina Yashir. Oh, Gina Yashir. That's, Gina a, that's, yeah, that's my girl right there. She is hilarious. Amazing comedian from the UK, a black woman who is just an amazing writer Killing on that it. show. She's Love her. But keeping in with the Nigerian British theme, my number 10, well, sort of 10, is this show that, so first of all, let me just say, my criteria is if I'll watch the show again, willingly, right? Okay. Or if I would watch season two. Some of them didn't make it because I wouldn't watch season two. <laughs> but Chewing Gum, this show <laughs> is a British show called Chewing Gum. And um, I, I, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but homegirl who's in it is also Niger- British Nigerian. But the show is about this 20 somewhat old chippy works in a depth virgin who's dating a Christian guy who's gay. And it's all about her adventures about losing her virginity. That show is ridiculously funny. And I would watch it again and again and again. That show is stupid funny. I love all the actors. I love the cast. I love the premise. I love everything about it. So Chewing Gum is one of my top. Anyone else watch Chewing Gum? I've only seen a few episodes and I have not finished. So this is why I couldn't put it in in my top 10. Who are you guys getting these shows from? I absolutely love Michaela Coel. Michaela Coel is, is the creator and the writer and the producer of I May Destroy You. Yes, which oh, I actually have yeah. a hard time watching because of the graphic nature. Love her. Oh, it's Love so her. Much, I had so a really much. hard time watching that, but she is so bloody funny. And beautiful. Yeah, of course. It's on CBC, Oz, but you can also watch it on uh, those those movie channels. Yeah, you can stream it. Do you get CBC Gem, Oz? I don't know. No, that's a Canadian channel. Speaking of which, I have to just tell you guys, because you mentioned CBC Gem, Jeanette is is actually doing her, her acting debut on a new series that just came out on CBC Gem called Top Line. So when you oh. guys get a chance, you should watch it because she's I've on seen it. her posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jeanette Claudette. Very happy mm-hmm. to. Uh, and she's also doing a lot of the music on there, isn't she? Well, she's the the top line is about um, and I haven't watched it because I'm not in the Canadian territory, so I don't have access to it. But I will somehow maneuver and get into there and watch it. But um, <laughs> it's actually about songwriters. So the whole, ah, okay. it's kind of like a musical. So she definitely oh, sings. You shouldn't on the have show. said that. I don't like musicals, but I'll watch it. You'll for like Jeanette, this. Because 
But I have to say, shout out to baby Luna too. She just had a baby, another baby yes, girl. Like, she makes some cute kids with August. Beautiful Ooh, kids, beautiful kids. Some little cutie patooties. So my, I think the viewers or listeners, actually listeners, will start getting a sense of my personality from my top 10. Because my next show is American Horror Story. Woo, I love that series. So my favorite part was the coven. Actually, I like them all. I think they're really freaky and they're violent and I like them. They're like, horror I have movies. questions. Okay. Go ahead. I've never watched this show and I, I am them. a fan of horror movies. Is it like, is it true horror based? That's probably not the right question I'm asking. Like, is it like, like true, true, crime? true crimes? Okay. So yes and no. So no, one, it's really. not. Well, yes, because the one with Mary DeVoe and the coven, there's some facts there, like Mary it, DeVoe. And, based some, on some historical it's not, truths. Yeah, but will. it's not based on ancient crimes that happened. Uh, what I like about it, it's it's like a living choose-your-own-adventure book. So I'm aging myself, but choose-your-own-adventures were those books where the character gets to make the decisions and go to pages. So it's similar to that. So every season of American Horror Story is a different season. So same characters, you mix them all up. They're all playing different roles, but the storyline is different. And there's another one, um, American Crime, which is, oh, my God. That whole franchise is good. I really and, have um, to try it out. I see it. It is. It, it can get gruesome. It. The first, but I just love it. Now, my husband's like, he thinks I'm a low-key, like, I have a low-key problem. But I really like horror movies. Like, I really enjoy them. I kind of I laugh. do, too. Mm -hmm. But you'll like American Horror Story. I really like the hotel one. But some of them can get, like, you have nightmares. You're like, it's the music. It's You would like spooky. it, Oz. Oh. You would totally would like I? it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's good. I'm going to check it um, out. Number eight is Power. I don't, I know 50 mm -hmm. Cent. No, come it. on. And I don't like 50 Cent at all. But I really liked the wife, Tasha, Notorious. Uh, I really I like liked Tasha her. Too. And I think it's because of her little Kim days. I don't know. But I did like Power. I, I have to say I've turned off by these shows now. I don't watch Ghost Part 2 or Part 3. because Why? Um, the truth is I've become too sensitive to any shows that show black on black violence. I can't stomach it anymore. I used to be able to watch it, but now I, I can't stomach it anymore. I get very upset. I get emotional. I, so I don't watch it. But I really liked Power. I didn't like Angie. Sorry to the actress. I was like, you got to go. You were doing too much, causing too many problems. So I didn't like you. But I really liked the redemption part, like the part of him actually trying to get better. So I enjoyed it. I mean, it's over now, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Number seven, again, showing my true colors, Black Mirror. I love Black Mirror. Oh, that was a good series. I love it. And I the la the episode I there's a few episodes from each season that I really like. So Black Mirror, for those of you who don't know, is like again, it's like American horror story. Every episode is different. It's sci-fi in the future. But yo, it makes you think about some things that you're like, yes, definitely. Yo. But it it kind of it feels like a um a new age Twilight Zone to me. Yes, I agree Doesn't with it? you, Oz. Yeah, 
That's true. Because I like the Twilight Zone too, actually. Yeah. But Black Mirror, so season one, the episode with getting the prime minister to sleep with the pig, that was wild. That wild. was so wild. So wild. Yeah. 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 That was wild. Was really but there's twisted. other episodes like The History of You. For those of you who want to watch this, The History of You is like in the future, not far future. Your eye records everything you do. Yo, that was this is wild. how homeboy caught his wife stepping out on him. That was wild because he 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 clicked his eye and rem- he went back in yeah. his memory. I was like, nah, you could never get caught on this. Um, another episode that I thought was really wild was the one I forget what it's called, but you have to work out all the time because if you gain weight, they kick you off the bike and you become like a lower class. I was like, that's mean. But and everything. Go ahead, Oz. Sorry, I was going to say that the episode that was really impactful and meaningful, I think, relevant to us today was the social points. It's called Nosedive. Oh, that was wild. Season three, episode four, Nosedive. There you go. You know why? Because I use it in school. There you go. And Mm. basically, Mar, people were kind of like a credit score. You have a social score. Yeah. And it just feels so much like our current day social media with all of our followers and how many followers you have and how these numbers are indicative of your value and this is a big thing in the music business too whereas back in the day you know there was artist development and people would sign acts based on talent and nowadays it's all like okay well what are the numbers like you know and that's that's your value that's the same thing actually in the publishing industry (laughs) it's really sad authors were just like Authors are supposed to be like the last bastion of of artists that don't need to like put their face out in the front or be on social media. And that's completely changed. It's like you're the author. You now got to be on you got to have a Twitter account. You got to be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You got to engage with your followers. And it's just like, really, this is where the marketing is heading. This is where value of authors is headed now. Not the good writing, but there's some really good episodes in season two. There's um, the one where you you match, but you match for X amount of hours, and then after that, the relationship is over. <laughs> it's like wild. Season four. I remember them because I use them for class because I teach a unit called the Future of Humanity, and that's why I really like Black Mirror. The last episode I watch is the guy who plays um, the replacement of Captain America, the black guy. What's his name? It's called Striking Vipers. The episode is wild. Basically, it explores sexuality in the virtual realm. That video game shit. Yeah. So the two guys are friends, and they're totally heterosexual until they fall in love in the game. And they be doing a lot of humping around in the game. So they think maybe they're secretly gay. So they come offline, and they kiss each other, and they're like, nah, I don't like you. But when they're in the game, they can't help it. So it's, it's, it asks a really, a lot of really good questions. And I really like that. There's also the one with the killer bees that you can program the bees because we lost all the bees on the planet. They died. So we created mechanical bees, but then someone hacked the mechanical bees and we're killing people. So Black Mirror, top list for me. Should have called Wu-Tang. That, right? Killer bees on this track. <laughs> um, number six for me is Stranger Things. So I, show. I got to episode two or whatever. Whenever the kid got lost, I was done. I can't do oh missing kids. 
I mean, you can't do uh, black okay. on black crime. I can't do missing kids. I, I can't do I it. Get it. I no, just I can't get do it. it. No dying kids, no missing kids. I can't do it. So Stranger Things appeals. First of all, I love the funky 80 vibe. Love it. Oh, yeah. Um, I love those funky. And, and I love the that age of innocence where things were still kind of scary. Um, and it reminds, and I love the actress who plays Eleven. And I love the little black boy. He's hilarious. That little black boy is hilarious. Because in the beginning of the series, he was like, nah, I don't believe there's some other world and other beings. He was like, no, I'm not into it. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy it. And the music is very creepy, very 80s creepy. And I like it. So that's my top five for now. It reminded me of Stand By Me. I agree, but just the creepy version. <laughs> the camaraderie. I mean, Stand By Me was a little creepy too. You know, that was written by Stephen King. But like, it was, it was just the camaraderie between these kids and what they experienced. But I only got to that and the wall and the wall moving and shit. Wow, and I was like, wilder. I'm out. And I think Wyona Ryder's in it. Winona. 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 Yeah. The mm-hmm. one who stole things and I guess is not a thief anymore. So she can. Yeah, she had, a, she had a little shoplifting period. But that's yeah, all okay. in the past. Okay. <laughs> Let's not, you know, <laughs> she paid her dues. Yes. She yeah, I guess did. I never she understood her time. That. I never Yo, understood she, that. She was dope in Black Swan. Did you ever see that movie, Black <gasps> Swan? I, I love that Black movie. Swan. Yeah, that really? movie was amazing. You you need to see it. That movie was is it scary? It's cryptic. It was it was like odd psychological yeah women's games. Uh, It it was crazy, really crazy. All right, fatal attraction, crazy. Eh, Not not that cray cray. It's up there. Okay, let me go. Let me go through my list. Let me preface this by saying that um, my list is filthy. It is violent. There are a lot of shows on here that are violent. So I'm just telling you right now. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, shows that um, we love it. Lie to you that we don't know, Margo. Yeah, yeah, pretty hardcore. Uh, also, I'm a big fan of adaptations. So a lot of these shows, a few of them actually, are based on novels. So oh, nice. Okay, so top 10, uh, 10 to my first five, 10 to six. Uh, number 10, Insecure. Of course, it's Insecure. Oh my gosh, I See? forgot. I said it's the same insecure. thing. It's no, insecure. but that's because y'all changed up the parameters around me. So <laughs> That was my bad. That was all me. Mar, just let me have it. Go ahead. It's okay. Um, I mean, there's nothing more to say about that show it's a fabulously written show as we know by Issa Rae um and I've I've watched all the seasons and you know it's just there's emotional roller coasters that go on throughout every single season and some of my favorite episodes happen to be the one with my favorite character which is um Natasha Rothwell who plays Kelly Kelly is the dopest. I loved her in the Coachella episode where she was tasered. Yes. um, And pissed her pants. (laughs) And the one where she did her own funeral? Yes. (laughs) Yo, I heard that she improvises a lot on that show. I don't know if you knew that, but apparently she's not all the way scripted. She's she's such a fabulous actor actress. 
and a wonderful writer. She was actually the one who wrote the episode um, where Lawrence and Issa go on their date after they've like reconnected and had their time mm-hmm. apart. I found that episode was so cool. And yeah, that one. And also the Cocoa Puffs episode in season one where oh, Molly was uh, landed <laughs> her drunken self on the doorsteps of that guy that she was dating mm-hmm. and who she ended up yeah. breaking up with. He he tried to, uh, I think he tried out being gay or being in a bisexual oh, uh, yeah. relationship at one point. And she didn't want to get with him because he was, he was like, what, a college dropout or didn't believe yeah. in going to college. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was, you know, working for the rental car company. I loved his character. I really did. I thought he was so dope. And she lands on his doorstep drunk as hell. And she goes crazy for cuckoo, cuckoo for cuckoo Cocoa, for Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cereal. Gosh. That's what made her and do it. And let's not forget about the <laughs> animosity between uh, Issa's brother and Molly. That <laughs> oh was low-key funny because he doesn't no, 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 he's no, not in every episode. No, Kelly, no. Kelly. Is it Kelly? Yeah, it's I Kelly. I thought it's him and Molly that have the beef too. I don't think him I and mean, Kelly get along at all. They're always saying nasty things I, to one another. It's and, funny yeah. though. It's low-key. That show, when it ended, I was super sad. I was I sad was, too. Yeah, yeah. End of an era. Lovely show and um, definitely up there. Okay, so number nine is The Nick. It is an American medical period drama set in NYC in in the year 1900. It is based on, um, it's basically the Knickerbocker Hospital, uh, which has like an incredibly talented staff of surgeons and nurses and, you know. And they're struggling. They're struggling to pay bills. They're struggling to make ends meet and just trying to deal with um, treating people when medical advancements were not that great back then. Uh, Mm. Clive Owen, who is very near and dear to my heart, is he plays uh, Dr. John Thackeray. And I would say the best part of the show, at least in terms of what adds conflict and enhances the story, is the fact that they have um, Dr. Algernon Edwards, who is a Harvard-educated African-American doctor who ends up being hired. But you bring that into the mix, and there's a lot of racial tension. There's a Mm. lot of... Um, you know, you feel it for, for Dr. Edwards because he wants to be this brilliant surgeon, but he can't because he's limited by race, by systemic racism and so many other things. And you just see how he creatively gets through that. Like all black folks do whenever Mm -hmm. they're oppressed, they find a way. And it's such a great show. There's some really crazy ass stuff in there involving cocaine, um, it's a great show. It's only two seasons long. It was produced or executive produced by Steven Soderbergh. Great, um, you know, great show. So I highly recommend watching that if you, if you I, have, I have the time to say it. like Clive Owen, I got something for him too. He plays in a fantastic movie, which again, future of humanity called children of men. Mm-hmm. That movie is that was a great movie. Dope. It's dope. And I, I play it, although sometimes the kids look at me and like, miss, this is over our head. I don't care. Get it. It's a good <laughs> movie. It's very, it's very subtle and it's value systems. It's a really good movie. 
the choices made in that movie. Clive Owen, I'm with you. I got you. I like you. Love Clive Owen. Loved him in Inside Man, Spike Lee's movie Inside Man. Loved him in Closer. Loved him in um, Croupier. He's just a fantastic actor. And he's he's not hard on the eyes. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen him lately, but he was he was looking pretty scrumptious back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, number eight is <laughs> Peaky Blinders. No, oh, I've heard so much about the show, but I've never watched it. Neither. Have very I. violent, very hedonistic. I mean, there's a lot of like pleasure to the point of just personal, you know, damage, self sabotage in there. It's it's really really like. You're on for a wild ride when you start to watch it. So it's um, a British drama about the Shelby family. Um, some of the brothers, well, specifically the the brother Thomas Shelby, has returned from the First World War. And they go on to lead one of the most um, violent and most powerful gangs of Birmingham, England. And uh, these are the descendants or they're they're of Irish Romany background. So there's that element to the story. Um, They include uh, members of the black community in their whole circle, too. Um, It's just a really fascinating, fascinating um, show that taps into a lot of historical um, story points in there as well. Um, if you've seen the, I haven't, okay. So the last season is on its way. It's not on Netflix yet, but it's on its way. I know people in the UK have already seen it or have started watching it and it gets to the point where we're leading up to like world war two and all Uh, of like the Nazi themes and everything is going um, in there. And just when you think that you, you have seen evil, through the Shelby family, a lot of complicated characters, some flagrant stuff that they do to one another. You ain't seen evil. The devil is in this in this um, in this final season here, which was wow. introduced in the previous season. And I highly recommend you guys check that out. Great show. Well, another fun fact for you, because you know I'm filled with wonderful random facts. Uh, Romani's. A lot of people think they're. Uh, come from like Egyptian descent, which is ridiculous. They actually come from Indian descent. India, yeah, yeah. So that's a fun fact that all my students in my school should know because we they even they even speak a little bit of the language in the show. There's a lot I of mean, that that's included. Um, but you for said those it was violent. You, I don't know how much I can. Well, I can't watch. Oh, it's it hella violent. There's lots of violence in there. It's lots crazy. Of okay, so number seven on my list is We Are Lady Parts. Oh, you mentioned that. Good show. I never saw it, but... There's only been one season so far. It's a sitcom written by Nita Manzor, and it is about a PhD student named Amina Hussein who feels the pressure to, like, get married, you know, settle down and do all these things. But she's just a quirky, unique individual, and even her parents recognize that she is a quirky, unique individual that doesn't fit into that whole... Muslim girl needs to get married and start a family box, right? Um, She's geeky, she's awkward, and she has absolutely no game when it comes to dating whatsoever. Mm. But she tries reluctantly to become part of a band, part of uh, a band called We Are Lady Parts, and she ends up becoming the lead guitarist. But the cool thing about the show is 
Um, you've got these amazing characters, this group of girls who have come together, all Muslim, all of different stripes and different backgrounds, who are just trying to find their way. But at the same time, they're all looking for that big break that they want to have in the music industry with their punk rock band. Great show. Awesome soundtrack if you're into punk rock. Really, really fun to watch. Just really cool. Love, love that show. And number six is on my list is uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, yes. I forgot. Again, it's all about the decade. you. Again, it's only season one. Such a good show, though. Only one season. It is a horror drama. Uh, Lots of sci-fi and mysticism in there as well. Um, It is about Atticus Freeman and his friend Letitia and his uncle George who go on a road trip through the South, through the Jim Crow South during the 1950s in order to find his missing father who was played by Michael, the late, great Michael K. Williams. Agreed. Really good show. Um, if you're into show. horror, fantasy, this is your sort of thing. And a little um, bit of history. A little bit of history, especially the Tulsa massacre yeah. episode. Really lovely stuff in there. Excellent writing. And it's based on a novel um, by Matt Ruff of the same name. So that's Such my a good show. Great show. Love that show. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Woo! That man. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. He plays Atticus uh, Freeman. And he's also, uh, I saw pictures today that he's actually on set for Creed 3. Now listen, Creed, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing these sequels. Like Michael B. Jordan, you need to cool it. But I changed my mind when I saw him um, on set with with Jonathan Majors, who was topless Mm -hmm. and looked like he had been (laughs) eating his Wheaties. Um, anyway, that was a tangent, but your turn, Oz, over to you. I fixed it. I stayed within the decade. I fixed it. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm within the decade. Okay. Mostly, the biggest part. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Naked and Afraid that didn't make this list, but should (laughs) have. Because that is a great fucking show. Great show. All right. So I'm going to start with number 10. And for me, that's Big Little Lies. That's um, a good. I, it was almost made my list. That was that a was show. a good show. Very it was a great show. Very good show. Had me on my toes. Really unexpected twists and plots, and I loved it. Loved it. Um, number nine, which is so relatable, and I love the fact that it's Canadian, is Working Moms. I love. Yeah. That's one <laughs> of the few the show. shows that gets me to laugh. I'm like, I mean, because it's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's the CBC it's, is bringing really it good. with that show. That's a pretty good what show. I've seen several episodes. So good, so good, very funny, very funny. So good. And as you guys may or may not know, um, I went to college for forensic psychology before I got into music business, and I've been fascinated with serial killers. Fascinated, a little too fascinated, mm-hmm. like obsessed. <laughs> we have I don't known this. Meet yes. one, but really into it and there's a show on the id channel which is also my go-to channel like i'll leave the id channel running all day if i could if i had time and it's called evil lives here oh, i don't know if wow. you guys have yeah. seen that of, show yeah i watch it. I okay seen shows. so you want to talk about the it's music 
the music on that show is crazy creepy. And it's about the people who grew up with these, you know, horrifically, yeah, psychotic killers. And like, they just recount the memories and what they, oh, it's really interesting and super creepy. And I love that show. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Love that show. But really, the ID channel, Fear Thy Neighbor, um, you know, who did all I that marry? Crap. Who the bleep who did, did I, I marry? Oh my god, everything. Yeah, I, mean, I watch all those. There are so too. many, so many. Sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Web of lies. Oh god, there's so much. There's so much, and you just, it, I, I. The problem watching this is just like, shit. How much of this crime is happening that they can continuously have 24 hour content on this shit? And I don't see the same show twice. Rarely, rarely. So it's kind of nuts. Um. Okay, so this one, I was really into this show, but it got weird on a couple of seasons, but I still, I stuck it out. The Affair. Did you guys watch The Affair? I started watching that, but it got I watched, weird, yeah. right? Like, I like the so actors. weird. Yeah. I watched the first, I watched the first couple of seasons. I did not finish it. So if there's I, any I mean, spoiler alert, you need to tell I'm not, me. I'm not. I'm not. It is weird, it. though. I agree with you, but I do like uh, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. So I kind of forgive it. And I like all Wait, the cast. Your 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 crush is married to the guy on that show. Yes. I know. Mar- yes. Jody yes. Turner okay. Smith. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes, they have uh yo, there's some pictures with him rubbing up her belly. I was like, okay, Canadian. Oh yeah, action. when she was pregnant. <laughs> mm. Uh who's um, the main guy on there? Um he's uh, he, Dominic West. Dominic yes, West, yes, who was also yes, in The Wire. I love yes, him. Love yes, him. Yes. It's a very he was great strange little show, though. It's It just got a little... It kind of went left at some point. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I can't keep up with this shit. But anyway. Um, but I did. I watched the whole thing. And I I think it was on Showtime. And I paid yeah. for Showtime just to keep watching. And I was like, is this hmm. worth it? But you know, I just had to see it through. Um, and finally on my list, number six is Ozark. Do you guys watch Ozark? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Okay. Wendy is so, a gangster, but Wendy scares me. Yo, Wendy is... I don't is, want a wife like I Wendy. don't even... But I will tell you, I love Jason Bateman. Yeah. Love him, love him, love him. He's and made a comeback from uh, Family Ties. Family Ties. And this by the way... has been in the business for a minute. I just remembered so a show... Good. I just remembered a show. I forgot that he he uh, <laughs> produced it. Go and carry on. I want. I the reason why I was even like kind of inspired um, to put um, Ozark on there is because Arrested Development was on my original list and it mm-hmm. didn't make the cutoff into the decade. But j- anything Jason Bateman does, I will watch. Like that's how much of a fan I am of his. Did you watch The Outsider? That was a good. Yes. Yeah. That was a great Oof. show. <laughs> crazy right yeah that was a good show um but yeah that's my that's my uh 10 through 6 on my top wait 10. that was your first 10 through 6 you sure you're not missing yeah oh okay i have All to right. go back to mine so mine don't judge me listeners well it's the last <laughs> it's number this two. is a safe space nisha there's nothing you haven't shared that isn't crazy already. I know. But remember, they're not in particular order because it's okay. I got cut out of the loop. So number five for me, again, reveals my things for all supernatural, all funny, is The Good Place. The Good Place is the show on Netflix 
and it's a big hoax about heaven and hell. And it has the guy who was in the show Three Men and a Baby. Ah, what's his name? Uh, let me look up the actors. I don't but know any big, actors. Names, it's not Charlie Sheen. It. It's the other guy no, you're talking no, about, no, the father no. of the of the son. Yeah. There. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The Good Place. Who was also in these... Pretty in Pink. Oh. Fun fact. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Oh. That's Ted Danson? Name. No. Yeah, Ted Danson. He was the in... main architect. Yeah. Yes, he was in Three Men and a Baby. I don't know why. I oh, Three Men. Okay, sorry. I'm getting it. So, my... Kristen Bell is yeah, there. William Jackson, who's hilarious. Ted ben, uh, Danson and Kristen Bell are in the show. And Jamila Jamil, who I really like. So, it's a show where they wake up. And they've been told that they're in heaven and that they did, they got into heaven for different reasons. But we come to find out that all the people who created the heaven are actually like hell makers and it's really hell and they all want them to get to admit. So it's hilarious. It's one of those shows I would watch again. I really, really enjoyed it. It had four seasons and it was right up the alley with my little nerdy religious self. Because it was so bloody funny. I really like And I love, I have to shout out to Darcy Candon, who played like Janet, who was like, um, all, like you could ask Janet anything and she would try to give it to you. Like she was a robot on the show, but so funny. Um, number four, you know, Games of Thrones are going to be up in there because you know, <laughs> I love Games of Thrones. I love sci-fi. I love fantasy. I love Harry Potter. I love. Lord of the Rings. I love all those shows. So give it to me. Uh, I loved Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones is what inspired my engagement ring. So Games of Thrones is with him. And I'm not a Cersei fan or the Lady of Dragons. I really enjoyed the plot of Games of Thrones. And of course, it had the religious elements. And I and I was really like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen at <laughs> the end? I was really into it. So I really enjoyed it. I know there have been other shows that are similar, but they don't have the same appeal to me. It's not Although the same. I'm watching one called Wheel of Time that was really, really good. And uh, it's okay, but it's not no games of thrones. So number three is an oldie, but I again, sci-fi, fantasy, religious, nerdy stuff. Grimm. Do you remember Grimm? Mm -mm. So Grimm is based off the fairy tale, fairy tale stories from the Grimm brothers. In every episode. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The yeah, cops. every episode. And the cops. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Charmed, but the guy version of Charmed. So right. I like Charmed, by the way. So shout out to the old Like Charmed, Charmed too. Yeah. Me too. And there's a new episode, but it hasn't really, like, I haven't gotten into it the way the old Charm is. But mm -hmm. Grimm, every story from, so it's kind of like what you like, Mar, right? Because it's based off a book. And mm -hmm. every character is in every episode, and they're really freaky, so I really liked it. Number two, listeners, don't judge me. I, uh, I'm i actually afraid to say it, but here goes. Paternity Court. What is that? <laughs> paternity Court. I, I know there paternity. is going to be some reality TV in there. Yeah. But, I, know okay. you, I know you both were thinking my top ten was all reality TV. I mean, I, but yo, know, Paternity Court would judge Lauren Lake. Can I just shout her out? Yo, this show. I gotta watch this shit. Yo, listen. Okay. This show. Okay. So let's set the scene. This is a black judge. Okay. And people come to her when they want to prove paternity. And she, 
her face. It's like being judged by my mother. That's the part that kills me because she comes on and she says, so hold on a minute. You slept with one guy in the same conception period, but you don't have no doubts. Are you sure now that you have no doubts? And the the mother's <laughs> usually like, no, I have no doubts. And then the guy, yesterday's episode, the guy was like, you know, my father was a Casanova. So we just do what we do. We about wow. that. Life. She said, were you about that life right in court? It was hilarious. We watch it all the time. It's kind of like my go-to show. I watch it consistently on YouTube. All you the like time. that messy shit? I, messy truth, messy life. What can I say? And it's not really a number one, but I couldn't let my list go without a K-drama because I love Korean shows. <laughs> and the one I really like is called Korean Odyssey. Again, same theme, sci-fi fantasy myths and in this one every character appears human but they're really um a korean mythology character and it's like there there's the trickster and they fall in love and the little girl's got to determine who they are and i it had 21 episodes and i finished it in about three days so wow. the current one I'm watching, <laughs> I know the current one I'm watching is love featuring marriage and divorce. It's okay. The one I just finished was 39. That one was just sad as hell. But before I finish my top, I just want to give a shout out to CBC. Y'all be doing some good writing from yeah. convenience. I agree. Run the burbs, children ruin everything. Working moms, Porter, the Porter. When I was young. CBC sucked. <laughs> now I really look forward to CBC. Sorry, it's yeah. time to cut my hair. It's bothering me. CBC um, content is pretty dope these days. It's yeah. getting better. Oh my gosh. Run the Birds is hilarious. It's a really good show. Kim's Convenience, hilarious. Working Moms, I watched this week's episode. So good. And I, every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh God. Like Jenny, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with that character. Oh, but that's my top five. But no judgment. Watch Fraternity Court, folks. Trust me. No, I'm no judgment to. for me. We all have our, you know, our our interests. Um, let me just also say that when I was younger, I didn't really we didn't have cable growing up like we were just too poor to afford that. So we were limited in our TV watching and just took whatever was given to us on the basic channels. And even right. when I was a teenager, it was the same thing. I couldn't afford cable until like much later. Um, so this is why most of my shows are more newer rather than older. Um, so number five on my list. Oh, let me also send a shout out to, um, Temptation Island. Cause I did oh, say before okay, that I really, okay. didn't, I didn't really like, I'm not a big fan of like reality TV, but Temptation Island, that was my jam back in the day. I will say, and Oz, please refresh my memory. What was that? soap opera that had Timmy and Tabitha. Do you remember? Oh, um, passions, um, passions. Passions. Yes. Passions. That also used to be my jam passions. back in the day. Great show. We used to watch that. I used yeah, to watch who that. didn't? I yeah. loved um, soap operas. When I was not in class, I was watching Passions. I should have been in <laughs> class. Um, so number five on my list is Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm with you, Nisha. I, I got to admit, I got on the uh, bandwagon a little bit late. Um, it was recommended to me by nearly everyone who had a heartbeat and I refused because I was just like, "Eh, I don't know. 
I ended up binge watching it and I was just enamored. It was a great show. Like you, Nisha, I don't really care at all for Daenerys or Circe. My favorite characters were actually Arya. Oh, Arya yeah. Stark, uh, Brienne. She's dope, yo. Grey Worm. Yeah. And um, and also Lady Olena, who assassinated Joffrey. She did God's work, let me tell you. She was a G. <laughs> Hella violent show. Just crazy, crazy stuff, man. Yeah, but Joffrey needed a slap. That was Honestly, a little boy going on there. I can only I can only shout out seasons one to seven. The final season, man. I was so disappointed. That was just really garbage. I did not like it, except for the Night King episode. Let me also mm. say the or- origins of the Night King are trash. I do not know how they could have created a character on something so flimsy like that. And anyway. I have to say the red, the red table episode where they all got caught up. Oh in yeah. The wedding, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That was I, a great I think show. You could get into that one. Great I show. I watched um, a couple of episodes in the background and I was like, nah, once I see a dragon, I'm out. Yo, no, but that was the, the dragon was a G though. The dragon, the dragon was all right, but Grey Worm, Grey Worm is the ride or die man. When his boo ended up being killed, I felt for him. I really, really did. Okay, uh, number four is uh, actually an Italian show. There are subtitles, okay. so it is completely done in um, in Italian. Uh, it is a TV series called My Brilliant Friend, and it's based on the Neopol- Neapolitan novels by Elena Ferrante. Um, okay. The show is about an author named Elena Greco, who uh, learns that her best friend has, from her childhood has disappeared. Her best friend is named Lila Cerullo. So this sends her into a period of reflection about her youth growing up in Naples, Italy, Again, very violent. This takes place in the 1950s. So yeah, it's, there's, there's, but it's really more about the story behind these two girls' friendships, um, Mm. women trying to go beyond the boundaries that society put on them at the time. And um, her friend Leela is this gifted person, the one who's gone missing. She's this gifted person. She also goes by the name Rafaela and so forth. Um, and she's a gifted child. She teaches herself how to read. She teaches her brother how to read, but she eventually cannot go to school because she's a girl and the parents can't afford to send her to school. So Hmm. her education is robbed. Um, but Hmm. it doesn't stop her from being a very strong willed and fiery character. It's, uh, there's some parts of the show that are hard to watch, but it's really, really good. Like you want to, you want a story about proper storytelling this is it. There's, um, I believe there were like four seasons, three or four. There's another season that's supposed to be coming. Um, okay. but I guess they stopped filming because of COVID. So that's what the oh. delay, that's why there's a delay. Um, but that being said, it's a great show. Highly recommend that. Um, and if you're familiar with Gomorra, you'll know mm. Naples is not a very pleasant place. Sometimes <laughs> very violent, and uh, but it's interesting to see it in the 1950s, at least from the perspective of this show. OK, number three, I May Destroy You. Already mentioned it. Michaela, yeah. Michaela, Michaela Coel. I hope I'm pronouncing her right. Her name right. 
awesome. Uh, she plays Arabella, who is a writer who's like found fame on Twitter and she's like turned into this amazing novelist. She reaches great success with her first novel and then she uh, gets an advance to finish her second book. Um, she takes a little break from her writing. She goes out one night and while she's out with friends at her lo at a local bar, she has somebody slips something into her drink and she's sexually assaulted. So the whole season is about her trying to um, just Figure cope with, with what she's gone through. And she's got the help of her friends, um, Terry and Kwame. And there's just so many layers to the show, so many layers to the character, so many layers to the storytelling. It all takes place in London town. So unapo unapologetically British. Just great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loved the show. The soundtrack was pretty cool. It was so great to hear a little bit of grime and some other um, mm -hmm. UK music in there. And I highly recommend it. If you liked chewing gum, this is it. not the same show. <laughs> it's totally, <laughs> it is different. It's different. I've only That's, seen a few yeah. episodes of chewing gum. It's not the same thing at all, but man, yeah, what an amazing versus, writer. Yeah. It, and and be prepared. We should have a trigger warning on that show. It's heavy, yes. heavy, heavy, it's heavy. Very heavy. A lot of layers to various subjects about sexual assault, race, um, infidelity, and marriage. Oh, there's some really good episodes in in that in the um, in the show. So highly recommend that one. And number two on my list is Atlanta. Oh shit! I forgot about season. Atlanta. I can't I wait to watch it, but I refuse to watch it until it's a bunch of them because then I'm not going to be happy sitting there. And there's a new season. I saw, it, I saw it and thought of you, Mar. I started watching it and okay. I have to stop. And I'm even saving the episodes I have recorded on PVR because I'm going to go back and watch it from beginning to end. Again. Yes. Yep, I yep. just love that show. I can't tell you how much so I good. absolutely love Donald Glover. I have a strange crush on Lakeith Stanfield. He's a very weird man, but I love him. <laughs> Which one is he? He plays Darius. He's like Paperboy's right-hand man. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He was the one in the Teddy Perkins episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Some I of have my to say, I haven't been able to catch on to it. I'm ashamed. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's such a great show. Um, let me just quickly say my favorite episode is still from season uh, one. It's episode seven, Ban, or Black American Network. It's the episode where Paperboy, who tweets something about Caitlyn Jenner, gets called to be on the show. And it's just like this oh. totally fictional talk show called Montauk. <laughs> where... <laughs> They, they, he's sitting on a panel with like a transgender activist and a bunch of people. And it's just, it's really, really funny. And then they bring in, um, a character by the name of Antoine Smalls, who identifies as a 35 year old white man. <laughs> oh it was God. such I, a good episode. episode. It's so, so good. I absolutely love the show. I also like the episode where um, Van has to do the drug test. She goes out with her friends the night before, and then she gets hit with a random drug test at the school where mm -hmm. she teaches. And she's uh, doing everything to try to figure out how she can <laughs> avoid that. Um, just a great show. Absolutely love it. Oh, yes. And the Helen episode where they go to the German carnival, uh, Faschnacht. Yes. Oh, this yeah, is, I remember this. It's bilingual, English and German. And just, you know, fun fact, Zazie Beats, 
who plays Van, Vanessa in the show, is also half German too. So hence the reason her speaking it so fluently in the, in that episode. I remember and, this episode. Yeah, great show. Love that episode too. Uh, and my number one, I know the name of the show is just not the greatest, but it's still my number one, and that is Mr. Robot. <laughs> I absolutely love that show. I, you've Never told us. It is a show about an antisocial programmer who works for a cybersecurity company by day, and he's a vigilante hacker by night. Hmm, sounds good. And he creates this underground group known as F Society, which is basically a bunch of hackers who are, you know, there to take down the big bad guys in the world, the man. And so um, you've got, uh, it's just a very acute lens on the financial systems you know, you talked earlier about how the how Black Mirror is very representative of stuff that we're seeing today develop in, in our society. Same thing with Mr. Robot. There's mention of cryptocurrency. There's mm. breakdown of banking uh, systems of different banks and so forth. We have um, B.D. Wong, who plays the character White Rose. B.D. Wong was the therapist for a very um, long Law time on Law & Order SVU. Yeah, and I he does. Him. I like him. He's so amazing. He does an amazing job in the show where he plays the woman, right, White Rose, and he's also head of the Dark Army, which is uh, a hacker group, a cyber terrorist group out of out of uh, China as well. So, lots of crazy things going on in this in this uh, in the show. It's only four seasons. It's over. It's done. Sometimes you don't need any more. It's just it right. is what it is. And um, and it's it's great, really fantastic show. Shout out to Gloria Rubin, fellow Canadian, who plays Elliot's therapist on the show. And this show got you wilding out. You like shouting yeah, out real. people. It's a great yeah. show. It is such a great show. Really, really cool. So that's my uh, that's my top five. All right, guys, I'm gonna run through mine because I have very limited time here, but. Um, I want to shout out to The Office. I can't believe nobody mentioned The Office. No, because The Office. The Office is a great show. However, the only reason it's not on my list is that for some reason, every man I've, that I've lived with has played the hell out of this show to the <laughs> point where I know every episode from the top to the bottom. And one of the things that irks me more than anything in the world is to have TV running in the background. Music all day. TV in the background is enough for me to mm -hmm. want to make me stab myself a million times. So it's kind of given me a sour taste in my mouth because of the whole listening to the theme song way too many times. Anyway, but um, yeah, but I did want to shout out The Office. So my number five is Boardwalk Empire. Mm -hmm. Such a great show. So what's the actor's name? I love him so much. Do you know who I'm talking about? The white about? guy? Yes. Oh, I don't uh, know. I don't remember his, his name. name. We'll look it up. You keep going. Yes. Um, love him. And, you know, of course. Um, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. And it's just such a good. Steve Buscemi. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, that's it. Yes. And Michael K. Williams. Both of them just such amazing characters on that show. Um, and then this one is new to me but i love it before the 90 days which is part of the whole 90 day fiance series yeah the reason <laughs> thank you nisha and the reason why i love this show is because besides the drama you 
really do get to find out and learn about other cultures. Yeah. Like you really do have that exposure. And that's the part that I really enjoy uh, just watching this show and, and finding out how people live in different countries. And I, I catch my own biases while I'm watching, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, I didn't know Panama looked like that. Or shit, I didn't know, you know, like it's just, mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, it, I, it kind of catches me off guard. Number three, because I couldn't put Seinfeld on here and because Seinfeld is older, I kept um, Curb Your Enthusiasm on my list. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. Larry David is hilarious. Love him to death. Just it, the ridiculousness of that show. And that's what I need. I need some lighthearted ridiculousness. He's a funny ass keep, man. He really yeah. is. You, <laughs> you guys keep your dragons. I'll take Larry David. Um, number two. And this show got a little weird too, but I was still a huge fan. Mad Men. What amaz What an amazing show. And it was about, obviously, the advertising industry, especially in New York City, mm -hmm. Manhattan. Um, what was it based in the 60s? And so I think it was the 60s. I believe it was the 60s. But it was just such a cool show in terms of how they kept really true to the historic elements. Even the gender and race differences were highlighted in that show, too. It was very, mm -hmm. it had a lot of layers. And that guy was just a scumbag, you know, with his little wife <laughs> in the suburbs. I mean, it was amazing, Dawn. Um, and my number one, thanks for blowing it up for me, Mar, is Temptation Island. Yes, it is my number one show. And let me tell you why it's my number one show. Temptation Island has resurfaced in the past few years, but I did originally watch it when I lived in Montreal. It was one of the first shows of its kind with the reality TV based on these relationships. And what a weird experiment to throw couples into an island, mm -hmm. separate them, and put a ton of other singles. I mean, what the fuck are people thinking? And what are we thinking watching this shit? It's so entertaining. I love it so much. And I love Mark, the guy who's the host, whatever it's Mark Wahlberg, I think it is. It's the other mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg. And I just, the drama and, and, the ridiculousness, again, is just pure entertainment for me, and it has survived, right? So 20 mm -hmm. years ago, I was watching it in Montreal, and here it comes with a comeback 20 years later, and I still fucking love that show. So that is it for my top 10, ladies. And um, I've been so, I'm blessed to have experienced the stuff that you guys like to watch. I will be watching some of your shows. I will absolutely not be watching others like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones and your other sci-fi yes. shit. But but I learned a lot on this episode, as I always do. You've enriched me, ladies. <laughs> and on that, can we just say shout out and happy birthday to my musical muse. It's Jill Scott's birthday today. And happy birthday, too. Happy birthday. And she's what? Yes. She's 50? She's 50 today. Shut the fuck up. Okay, but don't thought. ask anybody why I know this. Um, like her <laughs> But she is a founder. She did um, hook me up on, turn me on to Toby. So I like her. Happy birthday, Jilly. You don't know me, but I Happy you. birthday, Jilly. Uh, <laughs> real quick, I want to send a shout out also to Eliminate. That was a great dating reality TV show back in the day. Really good. You need to look that up. We don't, we don't have time to talk about it. And also, I highly recommend all the listeners go and check out The Porter. The Porter is a TV Great show, show. Uh, produced with the help of CBC and BET. So for those of you in the U.S., you can actually watch it on uh, BET this spring. And essentially, it is about the history of um, the Black Porters who basically tried to get a uh, union 
going they call for themselves. Them Georges. They used to call them Georges, a bit of yeah. uh, our transatlantic history. And I know the writers of that show. So amazing. Enjoy amazing. That. And we absolutely love Emil Amin, who was originally from the UK and was in I May Destroy You, who was also an executive producer of The Porter as well. So oh, wow. love it. So what are your top shows? Yes, let us know your top shows. Give us some recommendations. And uh, keep it messy, y'all. Thanks for listening. And we'll be Peace. Peace. Peace.